Welcome to the Locked on Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, it is a Football Friday game preview edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. And on today's show, I'm breaking down everything you need to know heading into the Titans Week 15 matchup against the Pittsburgh Steelers. We're going to talk keys to victory on offense and defense. We're going to talk players to watch, and I'm going to give you my game and score prediction. All on this Football Friday game preview edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. Let's get it! You are Locked on Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Titans fans, we are going to kick off this Football Friday game preview edition of the Locked on Titans podcast discussing my keys to victory on offense and defense before we get into that. Do want to let you guys know that today's show is sponsored by On Location. On Location is the official hospitality partner of the NFL. It's the only place to score a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package. Visit onlocation.com exp.com slash SB56 for more information or search Super Bowl on location. Also want to thank you guys for making the Locked on Titans podcast your first listen every day. If this is your first ever listen to the Locked on Titans podcast, make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you do stream. Check out the show on video on the Locked on Titans YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe there. Smash that notification bell so you know when all of my content goes live. Follow me on social media, on Twitter, at Tic Tac Titans for all my film breakdown and film content. And check out the show Facebook page at Locked on Titans Pod. But with all the housekeeping out of the way, it's time to dive into this game. And the Titans tend to play tough games against the Steelers all the time. The Titans, of course, lost last year against the Steelers, got down early and then came back a few years ago on a Thursday night game. The Titans lost in a big way to the Steelers when Mariota was still quarterback. So throughout the history of these two teams, it's been pretty even, but the games are always tight. The games are always hard fought and they're always physical. And when you think about physical football, what do you think about first? You think about running the ball, and that's why my first key to victory for the Titans is on the defensive side of the ball, and they have to stop the run game, and that should be accomplishable considering that the Steelers are only the 28th best run team in the NFL. They're averaging only 88.4 yards per game. That's not great, so the Titans cannot allow them to be better in the run game than they normally are. And it ties into the second key to victory on defense for the Titans. And the Titans have to be able to get pressure on Ben Roethlisberger. And the Steelers, they know how to play the quick passing game so, so well. And Big Ben is such an experienced veteran quarterback that he knows exactly where to get the ball when pressure is getting in his face. The Steelers will spread it out in shotgun and throw those quick little passes all over the place. So if the Titans don't stop the run, they're going to give the Steelers third and short, third and medium situations where that quick passing game is going to be more effective. The Titans have to get the Steelers into third and long situations, second and long situations so that quick passing game 
isn't so advantageous for them to keep the drives going against this Titans defense. But back to that second key to victory, talking about getting pressure on Big Ben. The Titans are going to be able to do that if they get the Steelers in those third and long situations. The Steelers are not a great pass-protecting line. Now, they're not awful because they're kind of in the middle of the league. They've given up the 15th most sacks in the NFL this year with 30. So, with a Titans good defensive line, and if they get Bud Dupree back, that should give the Titans a good opportunity to get sacks. But again, they're only going to be able to do that if they're in third and long situations because Ben Roethlisberger has the quickest Time to throw of any starting quarterback in the NFL. His time to throw, and that's the the amount of time from when the ball gets in his hands to when he lets it go, is only 2.29 seconds. So again, the lowest amount in the league. Ben Roethlisberger throws the ball quicker out of his hand than any other quarterback going right now. And it's because... Big Ben doesn't have the ability to move around and break sacks and and run around in the pocket and make second reaction plays like he used to. He's an older guy now. He's going to be 40 soon if he's not 40 already. And Ben doesn't have the mobility or the pocket strength that he had in his prime. So he knows, I can't take these hits. I can't get away from these hits. I got to get the ball out of my hand. And it's easier to do if you're in third and short and third and medium situations. And that's why I believe that the Titans need to crowd the line of scrimmage like teams do to them. So the Titans have put five men on the line of scrimmage on defense plenty of times. They're trying to cover up all the offensive linemen so you don't know exactly which way you could slide your protection to help or how the Titans are going to stunt. But in this game against Jacksonville last week, the Titans put six, even seven one-time men on the line of scrimmage when the Jags were in five wide spread shotgun. So the Steelers love using that five wide spread shotgun for that quick passing. The Titans have to counter that by putting six men on the line of scrimmage and creating free rushers. If they're going to go to spread five wide shotgun, that means they only have five offensive linemen. So if you put six men up there, somebody is going to come through free. And we saw the Titans get two of their interceptions on situations where they crowded the line of scrimmage and then backed off real late and still got a man advantage in the rush because they were crowded up on the line of scrimmage. So I expect the Titans to use that more. Last week was a good warm-up for them. And one thing to go off of as well, when Ben Roethlisberger is under pressure this season, he's the 25th worst quarterback in the NFL. His completion percentage is only 50%. Five of his seven interceptions have come when he's under pressure. So the Titans have to find a way to do that. And I think the way that they do that is by crowding the line of scrimmage with six men and creating free rushers, dropping in coverage late, and you don't really have to worry about getting beat deep against the Steelers because Big Ben is 26th out of 31 qualified quarterbacks in average depth of target. So we're talking about how far down the field Ben Roethlisberger is throwing it. He averages only 7.5 yards down the field on his throws. Again, that's 26th out of 31 qualified quarterbacks. So Ben Roethlisberger can't throw the ball down the field far, He's terrible under pressure, and they love that quick game and five wide spread. The Titans must crowd the line of scrimmage. They must bring six. They must get in Ben Roethlisberger's face, and the way that they're going to be able to do that is by stopping the run, 
and putting the Steelers in third and long situations. So that's a nice little package for you guys on the defensive side of the ball. On the offensive side of the ball, again, it's going to be a physical football game. What do you think of the run game? And quite frankly, the Titans' passing game is all out of sorts right now. It's completely unreliable. So the Titans have to run the ball. And like I talked about, stopping the run should be possible since the Steelers aren't a good run team. On the other side, Running the ball should be possible for the Titans as well, as the Steelers right now are one of the worst teams in the NFL in terms of allowing rushing yards. The Steelers are currently the third worst team in the NFL in rushing defense, giving up 139.5 yards per game. They just gave up 242 to Minnesota last week. So the Titans have to find a way to run down the Steelers' throw and give themselves third and short, third and manageable situation since the passing offense is in such a bad spot. And you absolutely cannot let the Steelers pass rush pin its ears back and get all over Ryan Tannehill. That just absolutely cannot happen for the Titans. And it's going to be even more difficult based on the injury situation. So I talk about the Titans need to run the ball well. The the Vikings had great success running the ball against the Steelers last week using fullback runs. Well, Torrey Carter hurt his ankle in the game. Kari Blossom game is available, but he's been banged up and been a, a, inactive for a few weeks. The Titans need a fullback bad. And you can't use Jeff Swaim. You can't use Michael Pruitt. They're not true fullbacks. They just don't play the same way and play with the same physicality and understand the position as well. So the Titans are going to be in a tough spot to run the ball if they don't have Torrey Carter in this game. They'll have to go with more heavy tight end runs. And as we saw in the game against Jacksonville, the run game really slowed down when they lost Carter. So that's something of a concern of mine. And also, J.J. Watt has practiced all week. He's going to play in this game. And as Dave Schofield said yesterday in our little crossover conversation, the Steelers never win when they don't have T.J. Watt, but when they do, they seem to win. And not only that, but the Steelers could have Joe Hayden back in this game as he started practicing for the first time in a long time this week. And another great stat by Dave, he said that since the Steelers acquired Joe Hayden, they've only lost one game that he played in or it's the opposite of that. They've only won one game where he hasn't played. So if they get Joe Hayden back and TJ Watt back in this game, it's going to be tough for the Titans. So the keys have to be just run the ball down their throat and hope that you don't need the passing offense. And if you do pass, whatever it takes, stop TJ Watt. Whatever it takes. Three men, four men, I don't care. Whatever it takes, do not let this guy totally ruin the game for the Titans because he will create turnovers, he will get sacks, and he will dismantle what the Titans are trying to do on offense. So those are my keys to victory on both offense and defense for the Titans. We're going to zoom in our lens, look at some of the individual matchups and individual players that I will be watching in this game. Before we get into that, do want to tell you guys a little more about our title sponsor, On Location. Super Bowl 56 at SoFi is less than 100 days away, and On Location, the official hospitality partner of the NFL, is the only place to score a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package. Select your exact seats and choose from elite experiences featuring an exclusive pregame celebration with NFL legends, five-star LA hotels, and food by the great Wolf Gang Puck. Visit On Location EXP slash SB56 for more information or just search Super Bowl 
on location. That's onlocationexp.com slash SB56 or search Super Bowl on location. Also want to tell you guys about Stat Hero. No one plays daily fantasy sports to lose. Winning feels so much better, but traditional fantasy sports are a long-term losing proposition because you never know who or what you're up against. Stat Hero is the first of its kind daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchup winner takes all. And here's the crazy part. Stat Hero shows you their lineups before you play and you handpick the team you want to face one-on-one. This never-before-seen innovation for fantasy sports and sports betting hybrid has Stat Hero players checking odds and getting odds that are four times better. Why? Because you don't have to compete against thousands of experts or unknowns. Stat Hero puts you in control of your fate. With Stat Hero, you're in control of the stakes, so you decide how much you're going to play for, and Stat Hero has no choice but to take it because they're daring you to beat them. Stat Hero head-to-head is what daily fantasy should be. One on one. Sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on and use the promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on. Use promo code locked on for a 100% match. Stathero.com slash locked on. Promo code locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Titans fans, we are going to continue. This Football Friday Game Preview Edition of the Locked On Titans Podcast. Before we do, just want to remind you guys that I appreciate you making the Locked On Titans Podcast your first listen every day. Make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you do stream. We just talked about my keys to victory on offense and defense. Now I want to zoom in, look at some individual players and the players I'm looking for, the matchups that I'm watching for. We are going to start on the defensive side of the ball. And for me, Going to start with Christian Fulton against Deontay Johnson. So Johnson is a fabulous wide receiver. He's the Steelers' top wide receiver. And he is the one who's really getting open in these constant short situations. He's super quick. uh, He's super fast as well, and he's a good route runner. So on these quick passes that we're talking about that the Steelers like to execute, he is a guy that they're going to frequently. He's got 81 catches on the year, 990 yards, six touchdowns. He's the guy that Big Ben is going to target over and over and over again. Claypool is the guy that he's going to take shots to down the field, but you want to matriculate the ball down the field. You want to keep the offense going. It's going to be Deontay Johnson. So I know that the Titans don't like to match up up with their cornerbacks and put one cornerback on a specific guy and have them travel around. But if they ever decided to do that, putting Christian Fulton on Deontay Johnson is a big one that I'm going to be watching for. Another one that I'm watching for in this game, Dane Crookshank has missed practice up to this point all week with an illness, a non-COVID related illness. That's going to be a big problem for the Titans if they don't have Crookshank in this game. I talked about in my rewatch Wednesday that the Titans didn't really miss Crookshank all that much in the Jaguars game because they don't have tight ends that really scare you in man coverage and passing situations. No one's worried about O'Shaughnessy. But Pat Fryermuth, on the other hand, can absolutely be a demon 
over the middle of the field. And he's a big guy with good athleticism. He is exactly the type of guy that the Titans had success with Dane Crookshank matching up one-on-one in-man coverage in those dime situations where Crookshank was playing dime linebacker next to David Long at the beginning of the year. The Titans need Dane Crookshank to play one-on-one on the tight end. One, they don't have David Long, so that means Jayon Brown would potentially get that ask. If they don't have Dane Crookshank, maybe Elijah Molden, who's been filling in as the dime package linebacker for the Titans, maybe he would get that matchup, and Molden just simply isn't big enough to take on Fryer Muth consistently throughout the game. And the only other option away from that is to match up one of your talented safeties, Amani Hooker or Kevin Byard in man coverage against the tight end, but then you're taking them out of what they do best, which is playing zone over the middle of the field and reading the eyes of the quarterback to create turnovers. So it's just a trickle-down effect for the Titans if they don't have Crookshank against a really good tight end like Pat Fryermuth. So I'm worried about those matchups, Fulton against Johnson, and whoever the Titans end up matching up against Fryermuth based on if Dan Crookshank is able to play in this game or not because it's an injury and not an ankle, not a knee, not a shoulder, anything like that. You got to hope that he'll feel better and be able to practice on Friday and then play in the game on Sunday. But if not, I'm very concerned about that matchup. Also, just an additional third one here, Bud Dupree. I'm going to be watching Bud Dupree. I hope he can make some plays against his former team if he's able to get activated on Saturday. It would be a big disappointment if he wasn't able to. He looked good in practice in the two days that he's practiced so far. He was a full participant, no problems. So hopefully Bud Dupree is able to get back out there against his former team and get that revenge game that we have all been waiting for all season. Would love to see Bud get two sacks against Big Ben in this game. Moving to the offensive side of the ball. For me, it's the tight ends and the offensive tackles against T.J. Watt. I am doubling down on my T.J. Watt focus. We talked about Watt and the keys to victory. I never single out individual players very often in, in the keys to victory for the team overall, but it's that important, and it's that important in this segment to talk about it as well. The Titans can't let that man destroy people, and the way that Pruitt went one-on-one uh, last week against Smoot, uh, or against, uh, yeah, Smoot, I absolutely don't trust any of the tight ends to block TJ Watt. The Titans have to double team Watt every single time. Triple team Watt every single time. I don't care. Don't let that man beat you. He will. He will. I mean, let's be honest here. It's not going to be a surprise if we look up on Sunday and TJ Watt has destroyed David Questenberry three times in a row and got a strip sack on Tannehill, and he leaves the game with three sacks and a strip. We cannot... The Titans cannot allow that to happen. They have to find a way to stop that. They do. That, that's the key. I mean, we saw what Chandler Jones did. We saw what good defensive lines have done to the Titans at times. So just cannot allow that to happen. That has to be the primary focus from a team perspective, from an individual perspective. So how the tight ends and the offensive tackles match up against TJ Watt and how they handle that business, that's exactly what I'm watching for. And also, I don't know if Joe Hayden's going to play. But he practiced in a limited fashion on Thursday. And it's the first time that he's practiced in quite some time. So a lot of people are feeling optimistic in Pittsburgh that that means that he's coming back in this game. That would suck for the Titans. Because like I mentioned earlier in the in the episode, the Steelers are a totally different team when they have their number one cornerback out there. If he doesn't play, it's going to be Cam Sutton as their top cornerback. And he's given up the most yards of any player on the Steelers this year with 490. So I am watching Julio Jones, who with the Titans passing offense being what it is right now, has to step up and has to play well. 
The Titans aren't playing Jacksonville this week, guys. They're not playing Jacksonville. They're going to need more from Julio than they got last week. So if Julio Jones is going up against Cam Sutton, he's got to win. If he goes up against Joe Hayden, he's got to win. Julio Jones has to win his matchup. It's going to be harder if it's Hayden. It's going to be easier if it's Sutton, but I don't really care who it is. Julio has to win, and if he wins that matchup against that cornerback, the Titans will win the game. So that's how I feel about my individual matchups and my players to watch. We are going to get into my game and score prediction. I'm going to talk some fantasy. I'm going to talk some gambling, and we're going to look at the games that matter to the Titans this weekend and how Titans fans should be rooting. Before we get into them, do want to tell you guys about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag is the number one spot to bet all your sports action this holiday season. Head to their new updated website. You can use your phone. You can use your desktop. Sign up and use the promo code Locked On. That's one word, Locked On. You're going to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So whether it's football, college, or pro basketball, NHL, boxing, UFC, even your favorite Vegas casino games. Go to betonline.ag today and don't wait to take advantage of all their amazing offers. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. Also, have to tell you guys about the best tasting protein bar in the galaxy from our friends over at Built Bar. With the Built Bar, you're going to get the best of both worlds. They're both delicious and and healthy. They have so many different flavors to choose from. Some of my favorites are the cookies and cream, the peanut butter brownie, the salted caramel, and like I said, you get the best of both worlds, so it tastes like a candy bar with all those great flavors, but since it's healthy, it's going to give you that extra fuel you need during the holiday season. You got a bunch of different holiday parties. You got to go to the mall a hundred times to shop. You're trying to wrap all the presents before the day arrives. There's a lot to do this holiday season. Let Built Bar Give you the energy to keep going and get it all done. Throw a built bar in your purse. Throw one in the pocket of your jacket. Heck, throw three of them in there to keep you going all day long. Tell Santa to throw a few built bars in your stocking and the big man might just deliver. Also, you should probably check out one of the puff bars and puff flavors that Built Bar has available. It's kind of like a marshmallowy flavor and texture. You dip that in a cup of hot chocolate. Woo! It is the perfect guilt-free holiday treat. So make sure that you go to Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. You're going to get 15% off your order once again. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. fans, we are going to cap off this Football Friday Game Preview Edition of the Locked on Titans podcast with my game and score prediction, some fantasy, some gambling, and of course, the games that the Titans need to pay attention to this weekend. Before we get into our final conversation of the day, I do want to thank you guys for making the Locked on Titans podcast your first listen every day. As for your second listen, make sure you check out the Locked on Bets podcast. I just told you about the great offer you can get at betonline.ag. We'll take advantage of that offer and then get your gambling advice from the Locked on Bets podcast, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. They're going to get you ready to go so you know exactly how you want to attack on betonline.ag. Not only that, but the Locked On Bets podcast is presented by betonline.ag. It's part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure you check out the Locked On Bets podcast on whatever platform you do stream. But getting into my prediction, 
I didn't want to say anything up front at the top of the show because I know you guys are not going to like it. I'm going to get hate comments and YouTube. I'm going to people tagging me. And you know what? I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I hope you guys dunk on me all day on Sunday after the Titans win. I can accept that. Heck, I might even be jinxing them into a victory. But I'm not picking them to win. I'm not. With Watt back, looking like he's going to play. With Hayden back, looking like he's going to play. I just think the Steelers' defense is going to play too well for the Titans to be able to compete, quite frankly. And not just picking the Titans to lose in this game, that's not what's going to upset everybody the most. It's that I have them getting beat pretty bad. 23-10. to 10. 23-10, to 10, Steelers win. The Titans just can't, can't throw the ball. They can't pass. They have no passing offense at all. TJ Watt is going to destroy the Titans' offensive line. I mean, you guys know it too. I Maybe some of you guys are just more optimistic as people and more optimistic in your fandom as a result. But TJ Watt is going to kick the Titans' butt. Questenberry against Watt? What? Man, I, you know, I hate to be overly negative, guys, but I I just don't think Julio has the burst to beat Hayden one-on-one over and over. Tannehill is rattled from all the pressure. The Titans aren't going to have Torrey Carter at fullback to keep their offensive rushing attack varied, and I just don't think they're going to be able to put up any points. I just don't. And they're probably going to get a turnover or two. And that's going to make it easier for their offense to find a way to score points that I don't think they would against the Titans defense anyway. This is going to be another one of those games where the Titans defense plays pretty decent. But the offense is so bad that the Titans lose. So 23-10, to 10, I have the Steelers winning this game, which makes what comes next for the Titans even that much more important. But for the gambling aspect of the game, the Originally, when I looked at it on Wednesday, the Steelers were three-point favorites, but now it's pick them. So that's crazy that there's a three-point swing in the middle of the week, and the injury status helps the Steelers, not hurts the Titans. So I, 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 don't, I don't understand it, but it's pick them. Obviously, like I said, I'm picking the Steelers to win the game, so I would go with the Steelers in, in a pick'em bet. But you're not getting any value with the numbers there, so I wouldn't really touch that either. The over/under is 43. That's so low. Ooh, that's so low. I don't think that I I don't think that I could touch that. A little too low for me, even if I'm you know betting on it to go under. It's just still too low, too risky. Uh, for fantasy, you could play uh, Foreman. You could play Deonta Foreman. Right now, the Steelers are the seventh best matchup in fantasy for running backs, giving up 21.6 points per game. They're the 22nd matchup against quarterbacks, 12th against wide receivers, 24th against tight ends, so no real good value there, but seventh for running backs. If you had to play a Titan, I'd go with Foreman, but if I'm playing daily fantasy, I'm staying away from this game. I'm staying away from from Foreman and anybody on the Titans' offense at all. Moving forward to the games, that we need to be paying attention to. Kansas City, now this game may be over by the time that you hear this because this comes out for the podcast on Friday, comes out on YouTube on Thursday night. 
But Kansas City is at the Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers are getting three points at home. The Chargers are eight and five. The Chiefs are nine and four. Now there is some wisdom or some thinking out there that you actually want the Chiefs to win this game because if the Titans are going to win the number one seed, they basically have to go undefeated the rest of the way. And even if the Chiefs go undefeated the rest of the way, the Titans will have the head-to-head tiebreaker. So if the Chiefs win, they keep winning. The Titans keep winning. Who cares what the Chiefs do in you know in this situation? Well, not who cares, but it would be better for the Titans to win because. If the Chiefs lose this game and the Chargers win and then the Chargers win out and they have the same record as the Titans. So if the Chargers go 12-5, and five, the Titans go 12-5, and five, which I have them losing to the Steelers. So for my money, they will go 12-5. and five. If the Titans finish 12-5 and five and the Chargers finish 12-5, and five, the Chargers get the tiebreaker because the Chargers have a better conference record. So some people think that you'd rather have the Chargers win and you'd, you know, do you want Kansas City to lose this game and then be a lower seed in the playoffs and maybe play Kansas City in the first round? I don't. So I get why people think that. But at the end of the day, for me, Kansas City is the better team, and I would rather have home field advantage over Kansas City in the playoffs, even if you got to play them earlier rather than later. You're going to have to play the Chiefs anyway, so I'd rather do it earlier and at home than later and in Kansas City. So I don't care if the Chargers get the number one seed over the Titans. I'm perfectly comfortable with the Titans going into the Los Angeles stadium that the Chargers shouldn't even be in. The Titans already took over the stadium once when the Rams fans were in there. They're definitely going to do it when the Chargers fans are in there. So I'm not worried about playing the Chargers in Los Angeles in their stadium in the playoffs. I think the Titans would beat them. But playing in Kansas City late in the playoffs again, I don't want to do that. So I, I, I want the Chargers to win this game. Who cares about anything else? I want the Chargers to win and give the Titans a guaranteed better seed than Kansas City because I do think the Titans will lose another game and this week against the Steelers. So I'm going for KC. I get if you're going for the Chargers, but I just don't agree with, with the philosophy there. New England at Indy is the big game. Obviously, if Indy loses and the Titans win, they clinch the AFC South, but that really gives New England pretty much a certified uh, spot in the number one seed for the for the conference. If you're more worried about the number one seed, you want New England to lose that game, even though Indy wins and goes to eight and six because you still feel comfortable with the gap the Titans have over the Colts. I'm going to be rooting for Indy in that game. I think the Titans can still get the number one seed, and the Patriots lose this game to Indy. They lose their next game. To Buffalo, the Titans lose to the Steelers, but then win out. And the Titans get the number one seed. So that's what I'm going for. I'm going to be rooting for Indy in this game. Um, Green Bay at Baltimore. Baltimore's 8-5. and five. Titans are going to have a tiebreaker over them with conference record. Uh, Green Bay's going to win that game. Baltimore's probably not going to have Lamar Jackson. So Green Bay's going to win, and that's what I want to happen anyways. And then finally... The Crap Bowl, Houston at Jacksonville. I want Houston to win this game. Uh, Jacksonville is mired in tor- turmoil. that So that's great. Stay that way. Houston is not mired in turmoil. So what I want to happen is them to get a worse pick. Jacksonville is, is just in a bad state and they have their quarterback. So whatever. Houston... I don't want them to get a higher pick. I'm not worried about Jacksonville. They can have whatever pick they want. But Houston, Houston could improve. 
So hopefully they don't get a top pick. So I want Houston to win that game. That is kind of how I want things to go. Some people may agree, disagree. It is what it is. But that is my game preview. That is a football Friday. Did my keys to victory on offense and defense, players to watch, my game prediction, fantasy, gambling, the AFC slate, all of that packed in to one episode. I'll be back with you guys on Sunday night with my 10-minute postcast, with my 30-minute full recap. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any of that. That's going to do it for me today, though. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans.